And we are live. Welcome to The Process. It is Thursday, February 1st. I am Josh Engelman, here to break down a four-game NBA slate after yesterday's nine-gamer and yesterday's awfulness regarding basically every team on the slate. If you are here, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live, and follow me on Twitter at Josh Engelman. What's going on, everybody? Good morning. What a disgusting, disgusting turn of events yesterday in DFS. Hope you had Donovan Mitchell. I hope you had DeMontis Sabonis. I hope you had Miles Bridges. Kobe White goes from guy I had a lot of two days ago to guy I didn't really have yesterday. Obviously, two days ago, doesn't play very well. Yesterday, career high in points. Those types of things and more to come during this show. Hope everybody had a good night, though. I do. I do. We're going to be able to zip through this one pretty easily. Um, just four games, two 7.30 starts, a 9 start, and a 10 p.m. start. Uh, the only thing that I am happy about is shouting out on the deeper dive yesterday that I thought Peyton Watson could start at the four and they go to Aaron Gordon because you don't need a center to guard Chet Holmgren. And sure enough, that's what happened. Didn't matter. Didn't that didn't matter. Yeah, of course, Kobe White went crazy because he's in North Carolina. That's it's the Sean V is just he's a he's a witch. Honestly, he's just conjuring these things up. He's just conjuring things up. I don't I don't like it. All right, here's the question. What do you think of the NBA doing playoffs with the top 16 overall teams rather than East-West or even interleague conferences like MLB? Yeah, I, there's no reason there should be divisions and conferences. Uh, tear it all apart. Best 16 teams. Figure it out from there. 100%, that's what I want to do. It's not close. It's not even close. All right, I want to get into this. Get myself a couple minutes back for today. So if you're here... Hit the like button. Coffee is here. Rise and Grind is here. I want to have a good day. I hope you guys do as well. Cheers, everybody. Mm. Perfect. Let's get into it. Los Angeles Lakers. They are 11-point underdogs in Boston. We have a 240 total here. Last time out, we had no Anthony Davis. I reckon that's going to look a little bit different. Let me grab the most recent up-to-date injury report. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? AD questionable. LeBron questionable. No Cam Reddish. No Gabe Vincent. So let's get AD back in. Pretty standard stuff here projecting out the Lakers. They don't really deviate all that much. Let's get D'Angelo Russell in for 36. Let's get AD in for 36. Let's get LeBron James in for 36. Let's get Austin Reeves in for 33. And then let's get Torian Prince in for 28. Now we can... 
fill out a little bit of Christian Wood backup center run. Maybe a couple extra minutes. We get Vandy in for his 24. Starting to get pretty easy to do this team. We go 22 to Rui, which moves LeBron all the way to the three. This is really becoming a pretty easy team to project. Now, we do need to grab rates. Because it does matter when those guys are both here. So let's say in games where D'Angelo Russell, LeBron James, and AD all start, what do we get? We need usage rates. Let's get AD usage rate. Call it 25 and a half. Austin Reeves in this scenario, 20 and a half. D'Angelo Russell is at 22. And then LeBron James is at 29 and a half. Let's check out props first, which probably only exist for the two main dudes. Ooh, Lakers Boston. I didn't I said it out loud, but I didn't I don't get the sense that I like realized what I said. All right, uh, LeBron, 24 and a half points. I'm a little heavy there. AD is at 24 and a half. Feeling good there. We don't have Reeves. We don't have Russell. That's all fine. If we think about it from an assist rate perspective, LeBron, a little bit of a bump to that assist rate. D'Angelo Russell, actually comes down a little bit 8.8 .8 assists per 100 possessions ad doesn't really move austin reeves kind of gets a little bit of a bump but nothing crazy and then finally for rebounds the only ones that are really going to matter here are ad just because like torian prince not really grabbing a ton of boards um lebron james does actually Rebound a little bit more. I think we're done with the Lakers. That was just a pretty quick in and out of getting that rotation set. We're back now for Boston. Now the Celtics have a Q tag on Luke Cornett. Otherwise, everybody is back and available. That actually makes this team very, very easy to project. So we go ahead and we drop Chris Stapp's Porzingis in for his pretty standard starting run. We get him 31 minutes. We get, I assume, Luke Cornett as a backup center. Drop him in for that standard issue run. If he's not there, I assume we just get some other version of that. Or, you know, you bring in a wing and you move Horford to the five a little bit more. I think we go 33 for Derek White. I think we go 18 or 19 for Peyton Pritchard. Minutes have been a little weird as of late. 19 seems to work. Then we get Drew in for 33. We get Jason Tatum in for... I'm going to go 36. We get Jalen Brown in for 34, at least for right now. That allows me to drop 19 onto Sam Hauser. 
And I don't have to change any rates here for this team. That's pretty easy to do. We check points props on the Boston side. That's going to be Jason Tatum's currently at 27 and a half with some juice to the over. Now I've got 29. I am going to bring that usage rate down a bit. Jalen Brown is at 22 and a half juice to the over. I'm going to bring that usage rate down a little bit. Actually, I'm going to bring them both down. There we go. Porzingis, 19. Drew Holiday, 14. Derek White, 15 and a half. Everybody else falls into place, as you would expect. From an assist perspective, this really won't move around too much. Drew's is fine. Derek White is fine. Jalen Brown, didn't know he got assists. And Jason Tatum is at four and a half. I'm going to bump him up just a hair. Honestly, pretty easy first game for us, which I'm really happy about. I feel like we've been extra special breaking down a lot of things as of late. And this feels pretty good. Jalen Brown's fine. KP, seven and a half boards. Give him a bump. Drew Holiday around five. Yeah, we're good. Game one already in the books. Very simple. We started off with the Lakers. And honestly, it's not great. And that shouldn't be surprising to anybody. Lakers are in a terrible spot. Boston is third in defensive rating. They are 19th in pace. It's not good. Like Austin Reeves, 6,200. See the best option you can get to today for the Lakers? I think he might be. I have AD ahead of LeBron. Um, you know, LeBron up to 10-4 now, I guess probably because of AD being out that last game. That does not make LeBron James easy to get to. So I am very uninterested in the Los Angeles Lakers side of this one. But if you're ranking them, for me, it's Reeves first, AD second, and then flip a coin between Russell and LeBron. Now on Boston... I'm certainly getting to Jason Tatum at 9,800 before I'm getting to either one of LeBron or AD, I think. Uh, Tatum's price now up to 9,800. It was a little bit lower last time out. 7,500 for Porzingis seems very affordable. Drew Holiday at 6,300. All three of these guys hitting 5x their salary. Um, Derek White, 6,700. Totally fine. You know, looks... Okay, Jalen Brown, probably pretty comparable to D'Angelo Russell today. $3,600 Peyton Pritchard, if you think he's playing 19 minutes, and, you know, that's obviously up for debate. Last time they were at full strength, you didn't get, like, the, the real game. It's possible we're a little heavy there. I don't know, 19 minutes doesn't seem that crazy. It really doesn't. So it's possible that Peyton Pritchard pops up a little bit when we start running some crunches, but we shall see. Let's go to Indy next. The Pacers are three and a half point underdogs in New York, 240 total. I mean, it's the same disaster we've had lately for the Pacers. Luckily, in this spot, 
they're the 7.30 start, so we'll get this information. But Halliburton, questionable. Matherin, questionable. McConnell, questionable. Jalen Smith, questionable. Fun. It's always a blast. So we got to get Matherin back in there. He obviously uh, didn't play last time out. Got a little bit of a bump to Aaron Neesmith, I guess. Um, so Halliburton played 22 minutes. I'm going to say he gets 26 today. And then I'm going to bring Buddy Heald down to... What did Heald play? 36. I don't know. 26 for Heald. 25 for Benedict Matherin. Cut Ben Shepard, basically. 34 for Siakam. Is that too many? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. 28 for Miles Turner. 18 for Jalen Smith. Is that light? He played 21. We'll go 19 to Jalen Smith. And I think everything else is okay here. I guess I need to give a little bit more playing time to Aaron Neesmith. Let's get him up to 32 minutes. That feels a little bit better. Now, Matherin being out, we didn't really move rates around all that much. So I'm pretty happy with what I have here for Indy. Now, much like the Lakers, this is a bad spot for the Pacers. So we only have Halliburton with a prop right now. And that is at 16 or 15 and a half points juice to the over. I have 16 and a half. Makes me feel pretty good about 26 minutes. And I don't expect him to like show up. So for right now, we're going to hold our rates for the Pacers. Then we'll hop to the Knicks. Now for the Knicks, Ananobi questionable, Grimes questionable, no Randall, no Mitchell Robinson. So we got to get Ananobi back in who did not play the past two games, I believe. Yes. So we haven't had a game yet with Ananobi in and with Randall out, which is kind of annoying. So as I look at this now, we're going to go ahead and yank this rotation. I think we're going to go 36 minutes to Jalen Brunson. This last time out, we got 29 minutes out of Isaiah Hartenstein after back-to-back -back 16s. Makes it seem like he's just going to be able to play those minutes now. So I'm going to take him up to 32. That'll give me 16 for Precious Achua. We are going to get 34 for Dante DiVincenzo. I'm going to go to 36 on OG Ananobi. And I'm going to go to 36 on Josh Hart. Josh Hart has played 32, 39, and 42. Now, I don't want to go too crazy, but... We do really still have to fill up the Julius Randle minutes. I think I'm going to go to 12 minutes on Miles McBride as just the natural backup point guard. I think we then get Quinton Grimes in for 20 minutes. That leaves me 18 additional minutes. I think that's going to be a bump to Precious Achua. I think we take him up to like 24 and we give Jericho Sims 10. Mm. 
that all looks great. And I don't think I really have to move around any rates for the Knicks. Uh, Bronson is at 33 and a half real points. I am going to give him a bump up to 37 minutes. We've got Ananobi at 19 points. So I'm comfortable with 36 minutes. I'm going to say that he gets a bit of a usage bump now with Randall out. And then Hartenstein is at nine and a half. Now I have him at 11 and a half. I certainly have his usage rate a little bit higher than I would like to. Maybe I need to bring him down. I'm going to bring Hartenstein down a minute as well. Give that extra minute to Precious Achua. No. Give that extra minute to Jericho Sims. I feel like I'm over-projecting Josh Hart in this spot. But I don't really see where else I would go with the usage. Let's just add a curiosity. Let's see if we have any additional information. If we take off Julius Randle, if we take off RJ Barrett, and we take off Emmanuel quickly. I know the sample is small. But like Grimes is at 22% usage in that scenario. That's crazy to think about. OG Ananobi is at 19 and a half. I might take him down to 35 minutes, give another one to Jericho Sims, and bump him to 19 and a half. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Precious, 196 minutes. His usage rate is 14, which is crazy. Josh Hart's is 14 and a half. So I'm going to knock all of these guys down a bit. DiVincenzo is at 26. Now, that's the tricky one. Why he doesn't have a prop right now, I don't know. Even if I say Jalen, let's say Jalen Brunson on as well, because that's really what we're talking about. He's only he's going to play 75% of the game. Now, if we put Jalen Brunson on, Josh Hart's usage rate is still gone. Precious is still gone. Grimes drops to 19, which is interesting. Hartenstein's at 14 and a half, oddly enough. So I am going to give him a little bit of a bump. DiVincenzo, only 79 minutes, but 25% usage. I'm going to bump him up a little bit more. And I think that lets me feel pretty good about where we're at. Now, if I take Brunson back off, I just want to get a peek at assist rates. Just see if anybody else really handles the ball. It really is just Brunson. 12 and a half assists per 100 possessions. We have him with a prop around eight. That's exactly where I'm at right now. So that feels good. Mm. That all looks good to me. Anybody else get a bump? Not really. Josh Hart, I guess, kind of does. I think we're good for game two as well. So let's find out. First one up is the Pacers. No overwhelming priorities here, but obviously we got a lot of Q tags to wait on. $5,400 Aaron Neesmith. That's comical to think about, honestly. Uh, Turner 6,100 is going to be your best option, I think. Although Neesmith being small forward only. Not quite. Buddy Heald, 5,200. Benedict Matherin, 4,800. 
both of those dudes look viable because of their shooting guard small forward. Um, Siakam 8400. Whoa. Ooh, so Siakam is now small forward, power forward. He's overpriced. I don't know why he's up at 8400 now. What the hell was his... Was his price not, like, in the sevens, like, two games ago? I guess Halliburton being out really screwed this up. Yeah, he was 8,300 last time. 8K the game before that. 7,500 and 7,100. So he was $1,300 cheaper last week. Jalen Smith is okay. It's just a look... The Knicks are sixth in defensive rating, dead last in pace. This is not a good spot. Now for the Knicks, 96, wow, 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 wow. $9,600 Jalen Brunson, and he's the best play on the Knicks. I mean, it, it might be DiVincenzo at 6,800, shooting guard, small forward. Those two guys are the two best things that we have seen so far through these four games, four teams rather. Uh, Josh Hart looks good at 6,300. Ananobi looks solid at 6,600. Small forward, power forward. Uh, I think you can get to Hartenstein at 6,500. But boy, oh boy, do you need to get Brunson and DiVincenzo. 9,600 for Brunson looks good. That's crazy. I'm, I'm very curious to see how that ranks as like a payup option. Is he... How expensive? Like, what else is on this slate? You got Brunson at ninety six hundred. Wow! So Tatum is two hundred dollars more. Mitchell's up three hundred dollars more. AD is four hundred dollars more. LeBron at ten four, and then Embiid at eleven six. Value is going to be very interesting. So now we can go Philly and Utah. Philadelphia 76ers, four and a half point dogs in Utah, 234 total. Now, I, I know I said Embiid um, just because his salary is the high spot in salary. However, uh, Joel Embiid is not playing in this game. We do have a Q tag on Nick Batum. No Robert Covington, no Joel Embiid, no DeAnthony Melton. Q tag on Tyrese Maxey. Doubtful tag on Marcus Morris. Yuck. So let's gut it all, everything, rates, minutes, all of it, all of it. So straight out of the gate, I think we can assume, you know, 25, 26 minutes out of Paul Reed. Oh, they moved this, they moved these game times. So this you at some point in time this was Philly Utah at 9, Cleveland Memphis at 10. It's actually Cleveland Memphis at 8, Sixers Jazz at 10. Interesting. Let me fix that. Uh so we're going to move that game to 10 o'clock and this one to 8 o'clock. No skip, same problem as usual, just stale times in my model. I grabbed this schedule like uh, two months ago, and I don't update it all that frequently. So we're going to do Philly, Utah first, and then uh, we'll circle back to Cleveland, Memphis. 
So I, I think we have to assume that Maxi is playing, right? I don't. What else could you do here? So let's get 37 minutes there. I think we get 31 for Kelly Oubre. I think we get 34 out of Tobias Harris. I think we get 27 out of Nick Batum. Now, the rest of this. I don't know, 16 minutes out of Mo Bamba? That seems okay. Do they run? I mean, they're going to run small. No Marcus Morris, though. I guess we get a little bit of, like, center Batum. Technically center Batum. We need to get Pat Bev out there somewhere in that, like, 24-minute range. I can't imagine his price is incredibly prohibitive. Who's the next priority? I guess it's going to be Daniel House. Let's see. We haven't had Maxi for three games, so I am going to bring him down to 36. So last time we had Maxi without Embiid, that one had no Ubre. It's just hard to say. House somewhere in that, like, 18, 20 range. And then we got 21 minutes out of Springer, 22 minutes out of Korkmaz, 26 out of KJ Martin. But again, that's no Batum, no Melton, no Morris. We got Batum back. We get, we did have Harris. He played 37 minutes. I'm going to go up to 35 on Tobias Harris. This is a tough team to project. On a four-game slate, those extra rotation pieces matter. And I think they're only going to play nine guys. But if that's the... No, I can't, I can't project them to play nine guys. I've got way too many minutes left over. Hmm. I figure we're going to go like four, 13 and 14 to like Kenyon Martin and... Hmm. Who are they playing? Jazz? Okay, so they can kind of play whoever. Yeah, let's get... Let's get Martin in for... 13... And then we'll get, I'm going to go Korkmaz over Springer for 14. Could just as easily be Springer. I don't have a great feel for the end of this rotation, but they're also not the guys we're going to be getting. So I also don't care too much. We're going to say games where Joel Embiid did not play so that we could try and get a better idea of these rates. And then we're going to say games that Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey both did, in fact, play. That should be a pretty big sample at this point. Not nearly as big as I would have thought. They're 3-5 and five in these games. Maxey, 29% usage rate in games without Embiid. Harris is at 26. 
which feels a little high. Do we have any props for these guys? We have Harris and Ubre. Harris is at 24 and a half points. I am actually bumping that up. And I'll bring Maxi at 28 and a half. Ubre's points prop is 19. So obviously he gets a bit of a bump as well. But he he doesn't. Which is leading me to believe that Kelly Ubre's points prop is based on Maxi being out. Now, we are not assuming Tyrese Maxi is out. But I'm not going to be able to chase down four more points for Kelly Ubre. Cannot do that. I think Kelly Ubre's points prop is using the assumption that Tyrese Maxey isn't playing today. Take that for what it's worth. Assists. Harris is at about four. I have to assume Maxi has just a massive assist rate. Wow. Oddly low. He just must really be looking for his shot more. Now, Ubre, on the other hand, certainly not looking for the assist. Paul Reed's shit change when he starts. 16% usage now. Eight games. I think this is going to have to be how it looks for Philly. The problem for Philly, one, they're the late night hammer, and two, they're going to look really good against Utah. Now, Utah, same team they always are. Just going to make slow, slight tweaks to a couple of these guys. Just dial in the minutes a little bit more. But I am not really going deep, deep for the Jazz. It's not worth it. Let's look at Philly. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet, guys. If you do, if you don't hit the like button, you won't be able to watch live before lock tonight. Uh, yeah, so 7K Tobias Harris is just on a completely different level. If you're a believer in his assist rate or in his usage rate with Embiid gone, and it seems by all accounts that you should be, I am going to walk it back. I don't even have to walk it back all that far. Yeah, Tobias Harris is the guy you're looking for in Philly. Um, maybe Maxi a little bit. This Philly team actually looks worse than I was expecting. But if you end up getting Maxi out, that'll start to help a little bit more. You know, if Batum ends up out, that'll start to help a little bit more. But Philly looks awful. Truly awful, and I did not expect that at all. But Tobias Harris looks good. Utah is the side that actually looks good, which is crazy to me. But 6,600 for Colin Sexton looks really good. 5,700 for Jordan Clarkson, to me, looks really good. Is he playing less? No, he's not. Keontae George, Larry Markinen, Walker Kessler, all fine. Olinick, Collins, Dunn, all fine. 
Utah looks like the best overall team that we've seen. Now we close it out. Cleveland, five and a half point favorites in Memphis. And we have a 217 total here. Not much we could do. Cleveland is on a back-to-back. So we just kind of need to take a look at what their rotation was yesterday and make sure we're sort of where they were. You know, I got 22 minutes in for Garland. We've got, you know, 24 minutes in for Evan Mobley. I don't really think I have a lot to move around here. Guess I'm going to take a couple minutes off of Dean Wade, give those to Sam Merrill. Everything else seems okay. Maybe go to 14. Yeah, I'm leaving Cleveland essentially the same as what we had yesterday. I think that makes the most sense. It's hard on a back-to-back. Now, Memphis, I'm eternally sick of. Adams out, Bain out, Clark out. Kennard, doubtful. Conchar, questionable. Derek Rose, doubtful. No, Zaire Williams, Marcus Smart, John Morant, Jake LaRavia. It's just, it doesn't end. It does not end. So the only thing that I want to look at is that last game for Memphis, which was the 29th. They lost by seven. Nope, lost by nine. Bad math. You got Pippen, Tillman, Jackson, Aldama, Roddy. So I'm going to go with the vibe that this is what happens again. Tillman played 37 minutes. I'm at least taking him to 30. And then we're at least getting Jaron Jackson in for 32. Aldama and Roddy both started, and then it was Pippen. That's nuts. They they were so short-handed. So John Conchar, I'm a, I have to assume John Conchar plays. And if John Conchar plays, I think we're giving him like 26 minutes. They seem relatively loath to play Jacob Gilliard. I think Santi Aldama is just going in for his like pretty standard 28. You get big body David Roddy in for... Not sure. Let's get Vince Williams in for his 34. Let's get Gigi Jackson in for his 22. I think we're going 28 to Roddy. At least... That leaves me 24 minutes, which I can give to Scottie Pippen. Now, I am not comfortable with the rotation that I just entered for this team. I want to be very, very clear here. Not confident in what I have in here for Memphis. But we need to see what it looks like first. So on the Cleveland end, Great spot, but not the best pricing. 8K for Jared Allen, 9,900 for Donovan Mitchell, both completely reasonable plays. We have basically zero value on this slate right now. Just truly rough. The Memphis side will help a little bit. You've got 
$8,300 Jaron Jackson. That is a guy that I am going to have my eye on in a big way today on this three gamer or on this four gamer. Sorry. His points prop is 24 and a half juice to the over. I am very comfortable with what I have in for Jaron Jackson. We don't have any other props. I think Tillman for 5,300, you have to pay attention. Vince Williams at 6,400, small forward only. Even Pippen at 4,700, point guard only. If you think he's getting 24 minutes, which it seems like he can. And then 5,600 for Santi Aldama. This slate is really, really hard. I have, it's just bad. It's just really bad. Let's run some crunches and figure it out. I, this is this feels like a very difficult four-game slate. I don't have a great feel of what's going to show up here. We know who the top overall plays will be, but after that, I don't know how you get to some of this stuff. So optimal lineup, 274.3. It's the optimal by 0.1. Jalen Brunson... Drew Holiday, Dante DiVincenzo, Sante Aldama, Xavier Tillman, Keontae George, Tobias Harris, and Jordan Clarkson. Harris and Brunson were in all of the lineups. DiVincenzo made all but one. Clarkson's in 80%. Sexton and Tillman both in the 50s. There's just, it's so, the slate is so mix and matchy. That's where it's tough. Now, if I put some randomness on. We're getting Tobias Harris at the top of the list with Jordan Clarkson and Dante DiVincenzo joining him in the 40s. Brunson and Aldama in the 30s. And then you flatten out into the 20s. When it comes to payup options. Jalen Brunson at 9,600 is that priority. I think Tatum is second. And then LeBron, AD, and Donovan Mitchell all look very similar. Now, on the FanDuel side. I love, like... If this slate looks like this when we get to lock, I'm very happy. It, this is what I want a slate to be. All right, FanDuel, 290.67, optimal lineup by .23. Scotty Pippen, Jalen Brunson, Kelly Oubre, Dante DiVincenzo, Tobias Harris, Big Body David Roddy, Santi Aldama, and Kristaps Porzingis with Xavier Tillman in at the five. Pippen in 98%, Harris in 96%. DiVincenzo in 96%, Tillman in 96%, Aldama in 94%. Those five guys all in the 90s. Mm. Now, if we put some randomness in on FanDuel, we close this bad boy out. Four games is easy, guys. Four games is quite easy. Scotty Pippen, top of the list. On FanDuel, 4,700, and I'm guessing he's point guard, shooting guard. No, just point guard. Wow, that's surprising. Scotty Pippen, D'Angelo Russell. They are, uh, I don't know why I'm reading it like that. Scotty Pippen, top play on FanDuel. 
Tillman, DiVincenzo, Aldama, and Harris in the 40s. And then you get Ubre and Brunson in the 30s. Chris, yeah, I will uh, likely be talking a lot of betting once we go live in March. One more month. Guys, this was easy. Four games up, four games down. I have absolutely nothing else to add for this one. Uh, Larry, I do not use FC anymore um, for any lineup construction. I just use the Sims. Shout out FC, though. Love those dudes. Um, that's all I got. In and out today, very quickly. Uh, contenders videos out in a bit. Process or strategy show out in a little bit. No deeper dive tonight. So you won't see me tonight, but we will have live before lock. If you are a premium sub, I will be in our Discord tonight as we ramp up to lock. But you won't get me on a live show. Good luck, everybody. It was great being here. I hope everybody has a great night. I will talk to you guys later. This was the process.